Hey, beautiful souls. Welcome to As I Am, the podcast. I'm Latoya Maria, the Yoga Enchantress. I'm deeply grateful to be able to share this episode with you. I have my first guest, and we will explore one of my favorite topics, erotic art and literature, as it relates to women and our liberation. Allow me to preface this exploration with Shishada Rose, who is my guest, by sharing what it means for me to embrace the erotic and rediscover my power as a Black woman. If you don't know this already, Black women have been the mules of society, fetishized, hypersexualized, and alienated from our own feminine essence, our power for centuries. We have long been on this journey to fully express ourselves in a way that is radical, yet vulnerable. For me, the erotic isn't just about sex. It's about embracing every part of me. It's about showing up for myself as whole, not fragmented. It is essential for me to live comfortably with myself and allow myself to explore the very core of my desires and what brings me pleasure so that I can experience joy for me, not for anyone else. I endeavor to live in a constant state of arousal and that space dwells a full sensory experience where I am fully present with my truth and I can traverse every encounter with my heart open and rooted in love. That is power. That is liberation. Now, the erotic as it relates to sex and intimacy, I refuse to deny myself of it. I never suppressed nor turned away from my sexuality. And I have never denied it with anyone I have been intimate with. Why should I? Sex is everything. What do I mean by that? It's intimacy, attraction, connection, creativity, desire, sensual, alchemy, magic. It is innate, and your innate nature is not wrong. As a woman who embraces my divine feminine energy, all of that sounds and feels very true and very familiar. I have been charged with the responsibility to uplift other women who want to deeply relate and connect with their own divinity. The erotic is feminine and it is yours to own. With that, shall we get into this episode? I am very excited because I've wanted to do this with you for a very long time, to be honest. Even before we connected, I was like, oh, this is the energy I'm talking about. <laughs> these are these yeah. are the things that I'm just from following you on Instagram because I don't have Twitter, so I don't really know how your Twitter works, but as far as it comes with Instagram, I was like, yes, <laughs> yes to all of this energy. So go ahead and introduce yourself. Let everyone know who you are and what your energy is. Yes. Well, thank you so <laughs> much for having me. Um, my name is Sashada Rose. Yes. I am an author. I am a poet. I am a copy editor. I am an educator. I am a sensual liberator. Like yes. Above. Give many me. Hacks. Give me life. Give me life. So, <laughs> you know, really. Everyone, she's my copy editor and she's really amazing and has made me feel very confident in my journey to publish my first book, uh, my first body of work. So I'm very excited to be working with you in that aspect. But now we get to talk about one of my favorite topics ever. And that is 
the erotic. Yes, <laughs> and, let's get to it. And now, uh, the way I make it sound so dramatic, the erotic, but it the is. Erotic. <laughs> but <laughs> I believe it's such a bold thing, and it deserves to, it deserves that just that, like the erotic, because it's a very packed and loaded uh, energy word feeling and. I think it has a very long history of being suppressed. Mm. Um, and I want specifically women to liberate themselves and yeah. really connect to their energy and especially the erotic energy. So for me, the first body of work that I connected with that talked about the erotic and with regards to women specifically black women Mm -hmm. was a piece by Audre Lorde uses of the erotic the erotic as power it's an essay and I think I got it when I was about 15 probably from my uncle or something like that I can't remember who how I got my hands on it but I got my hands on it and I read it and I was like (gasps) I felt awakened and I felt seen and heard somehow and it was just something that connected to how I feel, how I felt as a, as a young teenage woman wanting to understand the currents of energy that was happening within me. Mm. Uh, but growing up in a, in a Christian household, it was like, Ooh. Oh, <laughs> Girl, Catholic is, this household. It, is this, uh, is this not, I'm not supposed to be. Oh, okay. Cause I mean, I was reading books about like, you know, romance and erotica when I was like, cause I've always loved reading. So I got my hands on probably books that weren't really appropriate for my age group <laughs> at a very young age. Same. <laughs> and I was all about it. So tell me about what you, how you feel and how you connect with the erotic and especially cool. with your pieces um, when it comes to when you are writing, when you are feeling, what invokes it for you? How do you connect with it? Yeah. So one, I was going to say that um, I grew up in a very, very strict Catholic household. Mm. I'm Haitian. Yes. And you know how Caribbean people are. Yes, of course. Girls. So, yeah, sex was not a conversation unless mm-hmm. we were talking about not having it. Right. <laughs> so that was right. the only conversation about it. So everything that I felt, just like you, I was a very avid reader. Yeah. And um was such a Zane fanatic. So Zane was like oh! new, super fresh, super popular yes. for my mom. Yes. Girl, by the yes. time I was in sixth grade, I read through my mom's whole collection. I, yes. read every, I read everything she had. And, you know, and even then I remember reading it like, I like this book by Zane. I don't like right. this one. It's redundant. All these sex scenes repeat. And I knew yes. very early, very yes. early, I learned like, just because something is erotic or something is nude, it doesn't entice me or it doesn't mm. um, make me feel. So one thing I um, I I try to do with my work is I try mm-hmm. to make you feel something or see something. Or yes. Both. Okay. Try to make you feel, see, or both. And I feel like that's what makes people connect to um, words. And when I read a really good book, I can see it. It's just, it's the same thing as watching a movie for me. So if I can't see it, then right. it's not not a good enough read so I try to write from that scope um what inspires my work um there's a lot of different things some of it is some of my experiences Mm -hmm. um I'm very imaginative so some of the pieces I write I know there's like an assumption by some of my readers like that every piece was inspired by a person right and that's not the case like some of the things I write are I believe I can manifest the love and the sensual um, energy and the sex mm. I want in my life. Yes, so I write are things I haven't experienced yet. Right, it's just me trying to put into the universe. Like, listen, universe, this is the type of sex I want. This right. is the type of connection I want. <laughs> this, this is what I need you to return. I'm putting this out so you can return this to me. Okay, thank you. And you know, more, please. It shall receive. So I'm asked that, like my poetry right. is me asking. This is me yes. asking. Yes. Um, so yeah. No, the power of the imagination, especially as a creative, as a writer, this is, it doesn't have to be lived experiences in that way. It can be something that's come from your imagination, from what you want to manifest. And that's the beauty of creativity. And that is the beauty of definitely connecting to your erotic nature. And 
this energy that this undercurrent, this dark or the shadow self that we we've all labeled it to be, but it's just the truth of who you are, your natural urges, your natural desires. These are things that deserve to be expressed, to be felt and to be supported. So having someone like you, a very amazing, creative, vivid, when I was reading, when I was reading some of this, I was like, um, wait a minute, let me just check my panties. Are they? Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, are you <laughs> together, baby? Are you flowing? It's okay if you yeah. are <laughs> You need to be able to see it. I agree. When I read a piece of work that is especially uh, some literature that is erotica or romance, and as you said, I, you have your favorite authors and you think, okay, I'm going to read this book, read the next one. This is a rep- repetition. Like this, yeah. actually, they've done this before. <laughs> they've done yeah. this before. So you need to be able to make it uh, expansive and really dig deep within yourself in order to, I think, in order to be able to create something that is new and fresh. And it doesn't, not so much new and fresh as in, okay. I'm, it's never happened before, but it needs to evoke something new for someone each time. And when you can connect with yourself, that's where I feel like you can definitely feel it for the right. I mean, for the reader. Now, when it comes to um, how you share or what you decided, okay, this is a piece. This is what I want to give to the world because mm-hmm. it's a very vulnerable it's powerful, but it's also a very vulnerable way to share yourself. And how did you gain the confidence to do that? Like, what what was your whole process? You, it's just, it was it something that you like? I have to do this. There's no way around it. It must be shared. Be done. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like I have like two waves of when I actually started sharing my work. Okay. Um, so the first wave of me sharing my work was actually in eighth grade. Okay. Um, I was- I was already writing like erotic shorts and um, mm-hmm. novelettes and stuff very, mm-hmm. very early. Okay. Um, back then, I read a lot of like quote unquote urban books. Right. So mm-hmm. All the ratchet reads. Yes. Full of, full of drama action type of books. So I wrote a lot of work like that. Okay. So yeah, I would just write in composition notebooks and I would go to school and my classmates would borrow the notebooks, take them home, pass it around all week, give it back to me on a Friday. Wow. And my to write again on the weekend and bring it back to school on Monday. So I had oh started sharing early. Amazing. Yeah. That's and so I, amazing. Isn't that yes. wild? Yes. So people, people who've known me since then is like, this is not surprising. Like you've been mm. doing this a very long time. Right. And what was even funnier it was obviously then I wasn't even act sexually active at the time. So this was straight like imagination. I'm making this happen. Yeah. You're blowing my mind right now because I I I, I didn't write because I've always expressed myself through movement. So I didn't write. I did a lot of reading and I would journal, but I didn't write anybody's like any work that was something that I would share. But it's blowing my mind uh, because I would think about myself when I was around, yeah, 14, 13, 14, and I would be in my room just expressing myself and I can't paint a picture with my body of what the experience I want to be sexual. It doesn't really matter. It was just my, that was my paintbrush or my pen, but I wasn't sexually active. I was one of those people who would be considered late to the yeah. game. I was late very to the late. game, but I was highly sexual. So I was yeah. very much so connected to my sexuality, my sensuality. I felt it at a very young age, but I didn't, engage in the act with someone else now mm-hmm. with myself I got to know me very very young as well <laughs> like masturbation is something I uh started to explore at a young age as well but exploring the act with someone else that took me a while <laughs> before I was ready to even express myself but I I love that you were like yeah I was in eighth grade doing this so you you're yeah. really true to this you're not new to this I, at yeah. all <laughs> that and I think I like writing was just the outlet so for right. me I'm very late late bloomer as well like mm. you know all my friends were fucking early and I was okay. late hell. you know I was just late and yeah. um you know and there's I feel like my sensuality was suppressed outwardly like mm. to the public and writing was the space where 
I let that part of myself live, even though mm-hmm. I wasn't engaging with anybody. Um, right. At that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I lost it super, super, super late. Um, but so I would say that'd be like the first wave. The first wave was just like, hey, I write, I do this. And I just right. shared that with my peers at the time. And then the second wave would be the like how Sashada Rose even came about. Right. Um, at the time, I had just left, who is now my ex-husband, but at the time Mm -hmm. I had just separated from uh, my husband and I spent uh, over a year by myself. Like I was not, I was abstaining from sex. I wasn't dating anyone. I wasn't doing anything. And that was the time I really took ownership of my body, took ownership Mm. of, took ownership of my pleasure, took, oh, there was a lot of things I didn't own. um, Right, right. That time owning self, like, I remember at one point thinking that my ex-partner knew my body better than me better than- and had a better relationship with my yoni than I did. And mm. that was a problem. So I spent a lot of time just getting to know her, building a relationship with her. Right. I never used toys or anything prior to that time period. So mm-hmm. I started different things, figuring out what my body like. And I, I think sensuality is also a spiritual enlightenment movement. So I Oh, was for asking- sure engaging in yoga and meditation Mm -hmm. getting really really deep connect deeply connected with myself and I was like I have to share this with other people and that's where my um the first book came from that's where came from so everything came out of that time when I was healing myself it was one of my darkest hours Mm. um but healing myself building myself and in 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 that time I also rediscovered myself reconnected with myself and decided to start sharing that so the what uh, I I love this uh, representation of solitude and what happens when you experience solitude. There's a deep growth and a deep learning of the self. And what better way to learn yourself than to learn your sensuality, your body, what you need, what makes you feel good, what makes you feel alive. And this liberation of the woman's body is something that needs to be prioritized which when I read (laughs) that it was it deserved to just be a one-liner pleasure (laughs) is primary I nearly flipped the computer (laughs) over don't break it don't break it (laughs) I nearly flipped it because yes that's that is a mantra listen to me this is a mantra because so many women are denying their pleasure they don't even know even what that is. <laughs> they don't even know what that is because they're equating it to what someone else can bring to them or how mm. someone else can uh, can satisfy them. But mm. we need to be able to access our pleasure for ourselves. And mm. how you're able to, to represent that through your words is something that is, speaks to me deeply because I've always been very turned on by words. Right. It's always been my first connection to sensuality, sexuality was through literature. So for me, I love how enticing words can be, especially with someone who is a master at expressing themselves as you are, because (laughs) I I don't know. I want to get down the line. I want to pace myself because I was so excited by reading everything. I want to go into what you were talking about um, just now with regards to taking that time and exploring celibacy. So I have, I'm I'm coming up on a year, Mm -hmm. a few months uh, for me. Now I practice uh, celibacy or I like to call it, um, sharing myself intentionally or being intentional with, with whom I share myself with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have practiced that several times throughout my, throughout my um, adult life. Uh, this, this go round has been, it was, it was needed because I really need, I, 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 I was already liberated sexually. So that wasn't really what this was about, but this was about going deeper with, what sort of partnership and alignment I want to have when it comes to another person, another being. And I needed to look deeper within myself and learn the ways that the relationships that I know. So my relationship with my parents and the first relationships that I knew how they impacted me and how they have had a major impact on my relationships as an adult and what I was attracting 
and what I thought I deserved or didn't deserve. Uh, so this 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 round of celibacy or this choice has been me, about me healing that and understanding that I am worthy of deep love. I am worthy of being with someone who understands me and who wants to connect in a way that's going to grow us and not deplete me or me depleting the other person, right? So right. this is what that one has been about for me. And how about you? Tell me about your the last time you explored um, celibacy. So I actually broke fast recently. Okay. <laughs> yes. Like Hooray. within the last like six weeks. But um, okay. I too go through waves of that. I go through yeah. waves of just abstaining and staying mm-hmm. to myself, regrouping, right. and um, just because I just personally feel like when you end one situation and hop mm-hmm. into the situation you have been mm-hmm. resolved whatever things you have going on there you're just transferring right from one place to another so yeah. um I usually spend time um dealing with somebody investing in someone and if that doesn't pan out I need time to self I need time to self to reevaluate see what I need to learn here reconnect right. um so yeah so the first time I abstained was after I left my ex-husband and that was just a very awakening time for me Mm. and um it was just needed I knew I was not emotionally available to anyone right um there was a lot of healing that I needed to do Mm -hmm. I knew that at that time there was ways I needed to connect with myself and build a relationship with myself before I can get involved or bring anyone into my space so Mm. heavily dedicated to that um then I abstained I've dated someone and then I abstained again for a length of time and that time because I had to address some um suppressed trauma that added a lot of blockage to my root and my sacral chakras so Mm -hmm. I had some heavy heavy work to address the things and just like you I was thinking like all of the things, everything builds, everything is interconnected. So I did have to go back and deconstruct some things that right. were um, hindering me energetically and therefore hindering me in the relationships I was trying to build with people, both romantic and not romantic. So, mm. so I spent some time doing that. And then this last wave, um, it was because I was moving abroad to Haiti to go teach. And mm-hmm. I was just like, um, I joke with my mom all the time. So when I was moving, my mom was like, yeah, you're going to find you a husband out there and you're going to bring me back a grandchild. I was like, mom, I'm not <laughs> giving no man, no citizenship. I'm not married. No, <laughs> but no, I just knew, <laughs> I just knew that um, I was going to be committed to this new experience. There's just ways right. I want to connect to my roots. There's ways mm. that to de- be really dedicated to learning more about my culture and being feeling more grounded that I didn't want any distractions and I just wanted to be mm. able to do that and um and I took the time to do that and that was dope too so now I'm just in this um space I don't feel committed to another um length of time but I'm pretty right. sure that's what's gonna happen I don't have anyone right. of my interest right now and right. just you know, the way the world's working right now that's just mm. it's just not something I am pressed to do but I will say at the end of each time that I've done that I learn a little more about myself and I continue to learn what I do and don't want out of a partner I continue Mm. to see will and won't work for me so each time definitely learning something new and I think that's bringing me closer to attracting the the life partner that I'm supposed to have Mm. and like this this need to be able to clear it clear things out right like going I and this is, I don't even, I won't even go down that path, but it's just, so <laughs> I was about to like give out disclaimers, but your girl not giving no disclaimers. Look, <laughs> no, no, like you just have to be willing to clear things out and you need to give your time, yourself space and time to understand what you experienced and in, in the relationship or the connection that you decided to uh, traverse. So I I love that. And I'm very much so that way, especially when it comes to sharing my body. I've always understood the power of sexual alchemy. And I knew early on that when I, man, my first time was, I was like, oh, yo, this is, <laughs> this is like, this is real life. This shit is really powerful. Oh, okay. This is not something like just to be doing willy nilly. <laughs> right. So I understood that as a young age. And of course, um, when I, when I share myself with someone, 
it's always going to be uh, intentional. Um, and but that doesn't mean that things are always going to pan out. Obviously, that doesn't mean that things are going to pan out in our favor. So you do need the time to understand what happened and to unpack whatever you're carrying or whatever that person has transferred onto you energetically. You just need that time and that space for yourself. Yeah. Um, I also so- think it's like perception based. Like, like I said once that you have to be sweeter than my solitude. Like whatever and who are you have to be that damn alluring for me to pull out of this, and I think it's perception based because some people don't see time to self as solitude and sacred. Mm. They be alone or alone. Listen, in Mm. the that perspective is what brings them out of that solitude sooner than they're supposed to. Bring someone into their space sooner than they're Mm. supposed to. So if you understand like your solitude is sacred and that's sweet. It's a sacred like, practice. Then, yeah. yeah, it's 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 then you have a positive approach to that time to yourself instead of feeling like I'm alone or I'm alone. I, it's misery. Yeah, you know. yeah. yeah. That's what that's because it leads you into settling. I was mm-hmm. today, um, this morning, my journaling session was really about what came up for me was solitude and how I'm honoring that and how I've been honoring it. Uh, and on to stay on uh, this energy of how right now I, of course, because I have to stay inside, I've had <laughs> this huge influx of like, I'm so horny. Yeah. All <laughs> the it's time. A, it's just because it's not an option. The minute it's not an option, it's like, I need it now. <laughs> I'm so upset. <laughs> Like I like I cannot be masturbating all day long. Yeah, I cannot yeah. be. Yeah, I cannot can. be lusting after any of these men who who are no longer like I can't. I gotta get it together. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been. It's been real good. I, I I honestly have been making it through each day. It's been. I, I feel very strong in my power. But your girl been so horny. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Struggling. <laughs> We're in the same struggle, except for my struggle yesterday. And mm. and so the thing is, I'm a very, I'm type A as fuck, right? Yeah. But I'm mm-hmm. very open to my creativity. Right. But I have these random, bur- I don't know if it's like order, like the universe mm. needs some sort of order, but I have mm. these random bursts of like impulsive, like energy sometimes. Okay. And yesterday it just ended in me FaceTiming somebody oh. to watch me please myself. Cause I right? just, I need, I need something. I just need oh, something. Okay. An energy. I need some attention. I need. I don't know what. I don't know what it is, but I need something. We like. You just need that. I get it. Like I just. I can't. I. I get it. You just need. It's a little something extra, right? Every once in a while, that's and there's nothing wrong with that. How are you enjoying the episode so far? Candid, right? As we all continue to reimagine our lives in a way that is rooted in love, peace, and of course, liberation, I hope we will support and uplift each other as much as we can. We need that right now. With that, I want to remind you that I have a YouTube channel where I share yoga flows and meditations. I also have weekly virtual sessions that are on a sliding scale and also donation-based where we explore yoga, embodiment practices, meditations, and musings. You can access my schedule via my Instagram or my website. I hope to hear from you and see you on the internet because that's all we've got for now. (laughs) So I wanted to uh, not switch gears, but I want to ask you a question. Um, What does pleasure mean to you? And... I want to preface this with saying it's it doesn't even have to be anything sexual. I just want to know what it feels like and how often do you feel that you are experiencing it? Yeah. Um the first word that came to mind was patience. Mm. Patient. She out like, here. Yourself. <laughs> so yeah, the very, very first word, like as soon as you said pleasure, the first word was patience. Patience mm. as waiting to receive it, patience yes. as 
taking your time when exploring whatever this pleasurable pursuit is just mm. patient um is first and even the things that will become pleasurable to you may not be that way initially if you're not patient with yourself how to rush the time rush the experience um so patience is first next would be vulnerability yes definitely being vulnerable and being open and being receptive um there's a lot that comes into that and I don't exclude like pleasure just to mean sexual either but yeah definitely vulnerability vulnerability and the confidence that you are worthy of whatever like of receiving whatever Mm. that thing is um the last word that comes to mind is bliss right Uh, yeah just pure bliss I think that we've been conditioned to feel guilty about experiencing pleasure right Uh, yeah, and it could be that way. And like you said earlier, like this is associated with your shadow self, and the shadow I'm guessing is supposed to be dark, and dark is also supposed to be negative, right? And we kind of lay all these connotations onto right. things. Just bliss and being comfortable with experiencing that without, you know, just without feeling any type of guilt or feeling negative thing, or you're um, lower vibrating, like you're appealing to some animalistic instinct within yourself you're a human being and there has to be pleasure in this earthly experience that you're having so bliss and i i those are patience vulnerability and bliss these are three of my trigger words (laughs) and and they they really trigger me in a way that makes me feel alive and makes me come alive and i support that wholeheartedly and i definitely want to make sure it's clear uh to women this shadow work that we're doing or that we're exploring is sh- is there to shine light on it, right? It's not, it doesn't need to be associated to anything, lower vibration, right. negative. You, because we've been living repressed and we've been suppressing our energy and our natural urges and because from young, it's like, oh, don't do this. Don't mm-hmm. say that. Don't look this way. Don't dress this way. Right. And you've just been dulling our light more and more over time and this is the time for us to liberate ourselves to be liberated and more than just sexual our sexuality be just in general living out loud and this is why I think that there is so much power in the erotic so everything that I do I carry a current of the erotic with me mm-hmm. and <clears throat> how does that feel what does that look like it feels like indulging in what feels good feeling bliss yeah allowing every moment to be something for me to enjoy allowing every moment to be pleasurable and that's that that something or that je ne sais quoi that 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 untapped essence that women can't really it can't be expressed it can only be felt or seen and more women need to be activating that or awakening it and I think that this is the time that we're in. We have people like you who are, who is an amazing writer, people like me who, who shows that or expresses that through movement, breath work. But if we are able to support each other in these different um, ways of how it, what it looks like, I think that we will be able to shift all these old paradigms and mm-hmm. shift into a space where we as women show up supporting one another, not looking at the other like oh she shouldn't be doing this because that is shameful or it's not you know every woman sitting and saying you know what this is my power my energy is awakened because I am not denying any part of myself I'm not allowing what was told to me to be what leads me in my fullness right Mm -hmm. or makes me feel like I'm not connecting to my fullness so Tell me a little bit about um, your work. There's a specific, I, I decided I wanted to highlight one, two in particular. Yeah. So release <laughs> volume two. Uh, the one that I love is submission. Mm. Listen, listen up. Okay. <laughs> I read that and I was like, oh, she's giving me all of the feels. Can you take me back? Can you can you 
paint that picture for me? What this, cause I, how I interpreted it, I wasn't even able to decide how I wanted to interpret it. <laughs> Did I want to be, no, really? I, I was like, cause I have both in me. <laughs> I have a very submissive side of me, but I also have a very dominant side of me, especially and when it comes to my sex life, like I'm very much so switched in that. Yes. But I felt it and I was like, oh my God, I can't even decide which one I want to <laughs> really Am I the delve sub into. in this situation or am I the sub in this situation? <laughs> yeah. But that's what it felt like. And I loved it. <laughs> I left it pretty open. And um, for me, mm. power play. I love power play. I don't like it. Yeah. The reason why I love power play over, you know, each person staying in one energy is only because of right. reality. I feel like you have to mm. honor, you have to honor both of your energies. I feel like women are naturally yes. submissive, men are naturally mm -hmm. dominant, but we need to mm -hmm. into these other energies to maintain our balance and be our whole self. So mm. definitely power play and being the switch. And I, the what I've noticed is that a lot of men, like I feel like women, at least from what I've gathered women are more likely to dabble in dominant energy and tap right that. and there's ways that society um and how women have to go about and move through society that forces us to tap into our dominant energy more i feel like men right. are a lot more reluctant to tap into mm. you know their submissive energy because they associate that with femininity which that is energy but that doesn't mean i agree <laughs> I agree. However, I mean, when you climb on top of somebody's face <laughs> and they like really want that to happen, <laughs> I feel like that's a real, that's a real, like you, you're, you're, you're actually allowing someone to play with whether or not you can breathe. You can that. live. Real. <laughs> you don't know how this, if you, if you drown, you drown. Listen, if you drown, you drown. <laughs> I feel like that's a real strength, you know, a, a real, I, I really, I feel very excited for for men when they decide that you know what I'm going to be um, surrendered to this. I'm gonna I'm gonna trust her, trust, trust her, her with my life, <laughs> my whole life. No, but I I definitely agree with you though the the willingness um, for for us to explore both mm -hmm. sides of our energy uh, is essential, right? And it keeps things fresh, <laughs> and mm -hmm. it keeps things you know, new and open. And so when I read that, I and I actually went back and read it maybe three times because I was like, how, what, how do I want to feel? Do I, I couldn't even, I really just couldn't decide which one I wanted to like envision, you know, like fantasize myself in, okay, how I'm going to, and so I just decided I'm just going to explore both. <laughs> read it once, sit down with that, envision it, feel it. Okay. And then we're going to switch. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. I love it. And so the other one, um, which was from is released volume three. Mm -hmm. Tell me. Ooh, I know. I know. <laughs> so I'm gonna take you down a little. I'm gonna, I'm giving so just as a disclaimer, this podcast is called As I Am. So I share parts of myself, and then of course I don't share lots of parts of myself, but I wanted this podcast to be about me kind of like sharing things that people don't really know about me <laughs> so tell me <clears throat> was <laughs> Girl, I can't even I'm getting I'm getting worked up even just thinking about it tell me when I read it I, and and okay okay get yourself together <laughs> I'm getting worked up because I'm, I'm actually reading it now so I'm like you know what you don't get yourself worked up here but when I read when I read it I thought to myself she, I feel like she was, she's like a fly on the wall. She's been, some, she was recording. <laughs> she how? She was how does she know? How does she know that this is what I'm into? <laughs> this is the sort of shit that I like to get into. So did, is this, was this something that you envisioned or is it something that you experienced? Yeah. So tell me it was inspired by, um, there's this. Um, older partner of mine who him and I our 
I I don't even know how to explain him. Our chemistry in is just high, both sexually mm. and not sexually. But we yeah. we're just people who are in two different spaces in our journeys, and we know that mm. we don't complicate right? things. We don't try to force like we're just very we support each other, and we also respect mm. you know where our lives are leading us. We don't hinder each other in mm. any kind of way. We just have high love and appreciation for each other. But in terms of like moving into a relationship or anything, that's just not something we're going to do. But he's right that my body is just very responsive to. And I just <laughs> don't understand how he <sighs> knows. Like they, I just feel like he has a certain type of relationship with my body that I'm like, no, this shit ain't normal. This is not, no- this is not normal that you know how to make her respond to you in this listen so I need you to I feel tell like me. I need to tell I need you to tell me to tease her I need you to tell me uh, how I feel like you know? every woman has or look every woman has that right that one man or woman just because I don't discriminate by yeah. the way um so <laughs> like has that one partner that one person that just they just know they just they just know how uh, so I, I've been very I haven't even told so this particular one is called tell me but it's about how her partner is able to give this magnificent magical head magical. And look I mean look I I was known okay let me just tell y'all right now I was known like if I if any of my friends and especially in college if they were like oh I don't like head I'd be like bitch what what did you mean I've heard that before oh I've heard it I've heard it why don't come from head or that doesn't do nothing for me how we not who what like you haven't listen this is a no this is a no judgment zone however I want you to know that you love it you just haven't experienced the correct person or experience yet that's it no way. <laughs> whoever, whoever you've been dealing with they ain't been doing it right there's, no way. there's just no way there's there is absolutely no way <laughs> i i i those are for me those were my two favorite now soul sinking i didn't really i read it's a big volume so i haven't finished it but it's very intense yeah and i love it like i I was thought it, I thought I was gonna just be able to consume it, and no, I, I can get that. When when it comes to reading, <laughs> I can just consume things and be like, Ugh. but then I realized straight away, say, oh, this is not something to consume, this is something to savor, to take in, and sit with, and marinate in. But it's beautiful body of work as well. I was falling in love, like, yeah. <laughs> like deeply falling in love with it. You are so gifted with your words, and you, the way that you make me feel, and. Uh, which one is it? Volume three that has visuals. As well? Yeah, volume three has oh! of release. Yeah, I had to build it up. We had to build ourselves up to it. I just well, shout out to all of the people, all of my music they for that. I, I just yeah, look, guys. I just want to make everyone needs to make sure that at the end, of course, all of the information is going to be shared because you need to get your hands on these. Oh. You need to get your hands on these volumes. They are so amazing. But volume three with the visuals, mm-hmm. my mouth was watering the entire time. And I felt seen. I felt heard. I felt I could relate. You know what I mean? Because when it comes to erotic art and when it comes to how we share ourselves as Black men and women we don't really get to see yes ourselves yes we don't get to see ourselves in that light and what is shown is objectified or pornographic or treating not really honoring us our beauty right our essence and so when I when I was reading it and watching and looking at these beautiful captures of these beautiful beings I felt seen I felt heard and I just it felt right right it felt like magic and I really appreciate you for doing that and for sharing that and those beautiful amazing beings who decided that they wanted to be a part of that Um, they were amazing it was appreciate them so 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 much like one I'm moved by visual art a lot 
So mm-hmm. the time mm-hmm. my writing isn't from an experience. It's from watching dance. It's from looking at a painting, looking at a photo, looking at. So sometimes I feel that I can see something and immediately, t- like I can hear the story that that visual is telling me. Um, and I agree right. with you that black bodies are just not shown in a positive light. I feel like right. society does two things. It hypersexualizes the black body while like degrading the black body. By degrading it. Same, <laughs> like, how does that work? At the very same time. And, and it's just this over, you know, fascination that the world has with black bodies. Um, and that's right. just because we're superior and that's okay. That's we are. Hated, but that's a full stop. to be treated well. <laughs> but, um, but for me personally, I'm very, very like, nitpicky about watching Mm. porn and what I want to see and I don't see enough of what I want I want to be able to see black bodies without and you know and if you're into Ebony gets gangbanged that's fine but (laughs) but I but but, listen look I don't judge but my thing is why Ebony gotta get gangbanged why can't she have men who are committed to her pleasure in that space right right? so I feel like there's just a narrative that I want to be able to break and I want to be a part of creating things that presents black sexuality presents black all of these things in a way that we can connect to that's not the same old story that we're used to seeing and then you know listen black sexuality and you know because of what you said is so true. <laughs> and Nick is gangbang. <laughs> like, like, I personally, when I, for, for me, pornography doesn't really do much for me because I need the, and the piece of the body work that I was talking about earlier with Audrey Lord. Yeah. There's this sensation without deep feeling. Yeah. And so that's what I, I need feeling I need sensation I need it to be in a full experience so I I pornography would leave me de- very depleted yeah. and leave me feeling very empty yeah. uh but I like I said your words I felt so turned on like for me that it's, it's just an experience that feels good. I feel primed and ready to explore and please myself when I read a good piece of, uh, of uh, erotic work or I see some art, like you said, erotic art. This is something for me, it makes me feel very open and ready to explore my sexuality and my sensuality. And it needs to be more of that. And yeah. I know that um, because I live in um, Dubai. I've lived out of the country for almost a decade. So... Um, I came into my, I suppose, my womanhood abroad mm-hmm. out, of the, out of the U.S. And, um, you know, I've had a lot of different exposure when it comes to art mm-hmm. and like, and because I, I always come from it, I come at it in an angle that's a little bit disconnected right because mm-hmm. I'm not in America I'm not in the U.S. yeah so a lot of the times when I'm hearing um different experiences from my peers I'm I feel like oh is that really what's going on you know what I mean is this how how these experiences are I I don't I, I don't experience that I, I haven't had that experience so here I have the option to create what it is I want to see because mm-hmm. I have to do that I live in a place that's very multicultural I I have to I'm responsible for that where in the U.S., I mean, they just, everything is being poured out mm-hmm. to you and you just have to filter through things, right? And so you're being harassed with all these sorts of visuals that you don't have much control over. And so if the content that's being put out or the work or the art that's being put out is not uplifting you, then of course you're going to feel lost and feel depleted, right? So there needs to be more people like you put into the forefront. You know, this work needs to be seen, it needs to be shared, it needs to be experienced because Black art, Black sexuality needs to be shown in a healthy, loving, open way, right? Yeah. So anything else that you want to share, anything else that you want to explore before we go into this next part, which is going to be a beautiful guided meditation, um, connecting us to the erotic and helping us feel more in our power, specifically women. But this episode is for everyone, by the way. (laughs) But I'm always going to big up women, especially Black women. (laughs) We love you all. However, Black women. (laughs) I love y'all, but... Oh, I know. 
I wanted to ask you, who are some of your, um, what is your, some of your favorite erotic pieces of literature or mm-hmm. some of your favorite authors? I know you mentioned Zane or that was your mom. Ooh, but... that was her. <laughs> that was mom. <laughs> um, so right now, my favorite author is more, he writes a lot, but he's a photographer. But his name, oh, wow. um, I don't know if you follow him or heard of him on Instagram. His name is Expressions Untold. Um, he actually did the photography okay. for... He did the photography I, no, I do know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Him and I were, like, really, really great friends. And um, he's a phenomenal writer, a phenomenal photographer. And I could write to every single photo he releases. <laughs> um, and I love how he captures people. He always captures, um, and he's pretty open, he captures all walks of life, all types of sexual yeah. preferences, all the bo- all body types. That's the other part. I also have a very big um, thing about not just black bodies not shown in a positive way, but all body types being all bodies and yes. loved in a certain type of way. We kind of yes. you know, have this one, you know, image of what beauty is supposed to look like, what sensual right. is supposed to look like, what all these things are mm. supposed to look like. So I love that he is able to do all those things. Um, I actually took a step back and walked away from reading a lot of mm. erotic work and I wonder if that's how musicians feel sometimes like they don't listen to music in their genre right. because they want yeah. to be able to create in an unfiltered way or or right. like, like when you consume content it can stay with you and mm. even if it's in your subconscious it right yeah. so I so mm. I actually don't read a lot of erotica because I don't want it to influence my work mm. way yeah that makes, yeah. Sense. So, that makes uh, sense yeah I don't read that as much so him he, he, he and I have, like, a lot of people who read both of our work or always say we're, like, the male and female, like, versions of oh, each other. Uh, I love it. So, yeah. So, I'll read his stuff, but I haven't been reading erotica for that reason. And also, like, just because something's classified as erotic, it doesn't always move me. So, then I can also read something and not be moved and be like, eh, I don't want to read this. So, right. yeah. So, him for now. So, Expressions Untold, shout out to him. His work is amazing. I, I want to... I'm I'm sitting about this this the wheels are spinning in my head. He doesn't have an Instagram, does he? He so this is what happens, right? Without us going into the rabbit hole, he's been blacklisted. <laughs> like his, he's had fifty thousand Instagram accounts. Like seriously, he's had it. I'm like, sure. 15, I'm sure I've been in contact with him yeah. before. Like, does he have like does he have a Tumblr or yeah, whatever? He, what's it called? Tum- he uses everything. Uh, he uses a. Tw- I know he's active on Twitter right now. Um, I know he was active on mm. Tumblr as well. But yeah, Instagram like deletes his account. Yeah, yeah, we know. Often. We know yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he's on there, but you know, you're just gonna have to reach out to him. Yeah, no, I'm pretty. Sh- I'm pretty sure that I've had like I've been in contact with him because I loved his photos. Yeah. I, I'm. Oh. I know for sure I've connected because when I saw some of the photos, I said these look familiar. So now it definitely makes sense to me. Okay, yeah, phenomenal. Truly, he is. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. So if there's anything else, I have loved every moment of this conversation because I got to know a little bit, learn a little bit more about you and how how your brain works when it comes to connecting with the erotic, with your sensual, your sensual side and your essence and how that translates into your work. And I, I like I said, I cannot rave about you enough. Because Thank you so just, much. I felt I felt you. I felt felt you and that is what I want to experience when I am indulging in um, any sort of art I want to feel I want something to give me some feelings so how can we connect with you how can we um, uh, how can the readers or the listeners um, enjoy your work please share drop whatever anything you want to share I'm going to put it in a link anyway yes but if there's anything you want to say well, I just want to say thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed this oh. very, very, very much. It needs to be had. I think we need to have more yeah. dialogue like this. So this definitely won't be the, yeah. last, the last time. No, of course not. Of course. <laughs> but yes, everyone, you can find me on Instagram at Sashada underscore Rose. That's S-C-S-H-A-T-A. You can find me on Twitter, Sashada underscore and my website is theshadowrose.com. That is where you'll find the release volume series that she's referring to. Um, there's three of them. 
read them, read them in order. <laughs> it's an experience. I need to build you up to the climax of volume three. Um, that is also where you can yeah. find the Soul Collection. So that's the second body of work she mentioned um, that she's reading right now. So the Soul Collection has two books. It has Soul Touching and Soul Sinking. And that is a totally different reading experience. Um, yes. Oh, Take your It's a really beautiful yeah. experience. And something to take your time with. <laughs> um, I just wanted to share something. Uh, I am reading also right now. Uh, it was recommended to me through um, mm-hmm. D-Realm uh, of Black with Plants. Shout out to him. He's got a podcast where they, it's called, I think it's Love with Plants or something like that. But they talk about uh, plants oh. and sexuality. It's really dope. But yeah. Oh, it's really great. But they, um, he recommended to me this book, and I know maybe you've heard about it or it's been circulating. Um, Ooh, Black Imagination. No, I heard of it. Okay, I'm going. Uh, mm, it's gonna make you feel. I'm gonna send that. you. <laughs> I'm gonna send you a link so that you can experience it. It's unbelievable. I'm waiting to get the hard copy. I have a soft copy or a digital copy of it now, but that's something to explore. It's so far it, I'm I can't even so I'm definitely going to make sure that you uh get yeah. a, get your Bless hands on me. that it's so good I just got distracted I had to share that <laughs> anyway thank you so much this has been amazing we're going to do this again um and I look forward to connecting with you again soon sidebar as I said guys she's my copy editor so I actually have mm-hmm. things I need to be doing <laughs> get to that. <laughs> so I'm gonna get to that I'm gonna get to that <laughs> I'm sending you so much love thank you so much for sharing your beautiful energy with me and for the listeners and I I'm sending you love that. peace to you hey my loves I hope you enjoyed this cocktail of truths, giggles, and of course, the erotic. I usually provide you with a guided meditation. However, because this episode has the length and girth of a... (laughs) You know what? (laughs) Anyway, I have a journal prompt and a creative exploration for you. In your own time, take a moment to reflect and write about your relationship with the erotic. How do you feel when you think about your erotic nature? Don't judge yourself, simply explore what comes up. Then list ways you can activate your erotic nature through feeling and sensation. Some examples of that can be explored through these pleasure practice invitations. To help you embrace your erotic nature outside of sexual intercourse, try turning on your favorite song, removing all of your clothes, your armor, and dance with yourself slow and lovingly. You can touch yourself, hug yourself, just feel. You can also find time to lay down in nature. Feel the earth firm yet soft under you. Feel the sun kiss your skin and absorb the heat. Allow the wind to caress you and carry you deeper into the moment of integration with nature. Hmm. Nature is the greatest representation of the erotic. Take a warm bath or shower Drop some essential oils like rose or lingling or sandalwood to help stimulate your senses and then give yourself a long and slow massage. Lastly, read a book or a poem that invokes your imagination. I will include the links to Shoshana Rose's literature and all of the other works mentioned in this episode for you to explore. If you can, get your hands on a physical copy so that you can experience the sensation through touch. Are you interested in learning practical ways to embody liberation and embrace your sensual and erotic nature? 
Do you feel you need support? Spirit led me to offer enchanted explorations and thrall your opportunity to explore the magic within yourself. This is a virtual one-on-one, one-hour session with me. I share insights on ways you can transform your well-being that are in alignment with your specific needs. It is your chance to ask questions. I can guide you on how to begin your journey to awakening your creativity and your divine power. If you'd like to learn more about this or any of my offerings, you can find info about it on my website, which is linked in the description. Also, I am launching my newsletter in May and gearing up for the release of my e-guide for yoga beginners later in the summer. I'm so fucking excited. You have no idea. I've been working on this for so long and we are nearing the end for me to be able to release it. Don't forget to subscribe so you can stay updated with all of my happenings and offerings. I will link that in the description box as well. And guess what? You also get a free tutorial when you subscribe. Thank you so much for listening, my loves. As always, I am so grateful to all of you. Did you enjoy? If so, please rate, subscribe, and share it with everyone. This episode is so juicy. Everyone needs to hear it. <laughs> Do you have a topic you want me to explore? I just want to share some love please don't hesitate to send me a message or you can use this anchor app which allows for instant messengers as well this anchor app is the platform that i use to edit my podcast and it's working so well for me so far <laughs> please don't wait please reach out i am accepting and sending and receiving all the love until next time Thank you for receiving me as I am. Get out there in the world and show up as you are. Peace, peace, peace.